0: All right, so today we're talking with Jimbo, our Across the Pond admin. How you doing today, Jimbo?
1: Not too bad, mate. How are you?
0: Not too bad, man. So we're seven hours apart. Uh, and you are where exactly? You don't have to give me the exact city, but the country, I guess. Uh, I'm in
1: the United Kingdom uh, in Scotland. Nice. And
0: okay. Just saying, do uh, Perth. Just, okay. And so our... So everybody at the page kind of gets an idea of the differences in the policing out there. Um, What kind of items do you carry on your belt? Do you get to carry a gun at
1: all? Um, Stuff like that. Okay, so no. It's a simple answer. It's a little bit complicated because we do, everyone has the image of the British Bobby as being totally unarmed. Um, But with the change in policing in the last, I would say, 10, 15 years, You are seeing more and more officers, specialist officers, carrying firearms. But the general, what we would call the beat bobby, um, just carries um, an extendable baton. And we call it a CS spray, but it's pepper spray. And handcuffs. And that's it.
0: And that's it. Okay. And that's just the general foot officer or patrol officer in a vehicle and stuff? Yes. That's how they normally roll? Okay. Yeah. And so, to be a specialist that would carry a firearm, does that require special training, or how exactly do you get to that point?
1: Um, well, that's that's a specialist department. It's, uh, it's the firearms department, and um, you have to apply for that. Uh, okay, so
0: they, it's kind of like a promotion type of thing, then, or?
1: Yeah, I mean, you don't get extra money for it, uh, but they're taking they take a sideways step, so they only answer specialized calls. So they're taking off basic street policing. And they'll answer any calls involving people with uh, firearms or knives or swords. So if there is
0: a, that type of call, you you don't necessarily have to go. You can wait for them to show up? Um,
1: <laughs> that, that's the idea. <laughs> but doesn't the, always work like that, though, right? It doesn't work like that. And <laughs> okay. um, I might my, myself personally, if I hear a call coming out that someone's armed with a knife or a sword, then... Makes stupid, but my, my belief as a police officer, we have to, we have to go to it, because that's that's part of our job. Sure, I get and that. We, uh, you know, that cheesy saying that when people are running away, police go in the other direction. Then that's my belief. And I don't disagree to there at all. It's it is a
0: little hard to comprehend not you know, going in there armed or something because that's just, you know, guns are, I guess, an American tradition, I suppose, but... Um, yeah. yeah. It, it, it definitely is, seems a little different from this side of the pond here, you know?
1: Yeah. Well, well, I, 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 I know. As a Brit speaking from a British person visiting America, um, to me, it's not strange to see an American police officer carrying a gun. But when I see it in the United Kingdom, I still feel it strange and I'm a police officer if that makes sense sure well I'm sure probably because you grew up not seeing them all over the place like we do here yeah but when I was in America and with my friends and my ride-alongs it's it's just totally acceptable gotcha Um, how does kind of other
0: people over there feel do they think uh, the states are kind of like the wild west over here or something
1: It depends who you speak to. Depends
0: on who you talk to,
1: huh? Right or left, right? (laughs) Yeah, basically. uh, Some people have a positive idea. Some people have a negative idea. Um, Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully with my with my interactions with my friends, I've changed a lot of perceptions about people uh, that that might, might have about American police officers because I think sometimes they only see the negative, which. Which we can all agree is, is 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 a lot of the times out there because people don't believe in uh, advertising the good, uh, and the bad makes good uh, good news headlines.
0: Right. Well, yeah. Sometimes that reputation is well deserved. Based, you know, there's a lot of uh, narcissism over here. That's for sure. Yeah. It does. So how long you been doing this, Jimbo? How long you been a police officer?
1: Uh, 16 and a half years, almost. I joined late. I joined in my early thirties. In your early thirties? Yeah. How long do you have to
0: work over there before you can retire? Um, 60. I have to retire at 60. So you retire at 60?
1: Yeah. It's either you work 40 years, or you retire at 60, whatever comes first. Gotcha. I I won't make 40 years, so I retire at 60. And you can stay on, but you have to apply every year to stay on.
0: After after you
1: hit 60, you have to apply every year. Yes. Yeah.
0: So that's that's kind of different, but yeah. here we pretty much have to, you have to work till you're 65 unless you <clears throat> have a nice retirement plan with a decent department. A lot of them can do 20 and out, but uh-huh. just kind of depends on where you're at, you know.
1: Yeah, I'm, a lot of my friends are in um, in the Florida Sheriff's Department. And and they seem to have a really decent retirement uh, set up down there. Um, and a lot of them are retiring at 25 and 30 years. Yeah. And, and they're having a good, a good pension when they retire. Um, and the, the paying conditions seem to be... I, I don't know many other departments as well as they... As them, but they seem to have really good pay and conditions. Yeah, which to me and that just
0: kind of goes by state over here, unfortunately. Uh, oh, when I left pay. Missouri, I've I've already made in two years where I'm at now what I made in ten years in Missouri for retirement. So, wow, it's, it just varies wildly between the states.
1: Okay, yeah, my um, one of my friends, he's retired. He did he did thirty years in sheriff's department down there, and. He was asked to do another five years, and what it is is it's called the drop. So you come out of the you come out of the pension, but the pension contributions that you give them go to the state, and the state guarantees you a minimum of six percent return, which is huh. it's crazy. You can't get that in the bank.
0: Yeah, no, you can't. That's for sure.
1: So, my mate, he he said, that's a (laughs) (laughs) no-brainer. Yeah, no doubt. So, and he joined when he was uh, 20. 20? He he actually retired when he was 56.
0: Oh, nice. Yeah, I was kind of like you. I was a late entry, too. I've got 13 years at this point, and I started when I was 33. Okay. So... Yeah, I kind of was a late entry like you. Kind of flopped around at different jobs. I sold cars for a while, things like uh-huh. that. You know.
1: Well, I was kind of, I kind of flopped around like as well, and um, but it would always be my my dream to join the police. Um, but um, when I was in my late teens, early twenties, the police had a height restriction. So you had to be a minimum of five foot eight. Really. So somebody would sue
0: over here if they did that.
1: <laughs> well, uh, eventually, what happened was um, round about when I was in my late twenties, they changed the height requirement because they were having a lot of uh, Asians apply but they couldn't get in because Asia, a lot of Asians can't make it from five foot eight, and they were saying, "Well, this is you know we've got good people here who want to join the police, but they can't get in because of the height restriction."
0: And sure. And eventually,
1: they just said, "Right." Just them will can the height restriction, so it's now as long as you can meet the physical requirements, you're in the job. That's good,
0: yeah. Because I wouldn't make the height restriction either, honestly. So, well, either would I, I, you
1: know, and, <laughs> I'm, I'm five foot five,
0: yeah. So. I'm five six. Solo is our biggest guy on the page, he's like six three, looking like Hulk Hogan over there. You know, I'm saying, wow, <laughs> he's a well, big boy. Yeah, he's pretty good size. Yeah. but but so uh, like what else? What what do you? I guess what kind of what what things do you do for fun over there? And you know, kind of talk. You've been over here. I've never been over there, so I don't. I really don't know what I'm talking about, really.
1: Um, what do I do for fun pre-lockdown? Uh, uh, <laughs> besides <laughs> the lockdown. <laughs> yeah, I, I like to go fishing. Um, I'm a sea fisherman, so I like I like that. Um, uh, I work out quite a lot as well. Um, I've got the family dog, so um, she keeps me quite active as well. So uh, where I am, it's it's right in the high. It's not in the Highlands, but it's right at the gate of the Highlands. So we are surrounded by uh, mountains and woods. Uh, so I go out. I can go out hiking for like three or four hours a day on my days off. And That's got to be beautiful though, over there, I'm sure, huh? It, it's, it's nice. It's spectacular. It seems, you know, it's absolutely beautiful. Even when it's yeah. um, chucking it down with rain, it's fantastic. It's beautiful. Uh, I can't fault it. it. Sounds awesome. you know, I'm kind of lucky what I am. So um, are
0: you guys currently locked down right now?
1: Yes, we've just entered um, Tier 4 lockdown, which means No uh, non-essential travel, you can only travel to work. Um, Only certain shops are allowed now to be open. Um, It kicks in on Friday, but a lot of places have already started to do it. So my gym's shut now. Um, uh, If you you work, I I, I work in another council area, so I'm allowed to travel to work in backwards and forwards. But say, for example, if you work in an office in another county, you can't go there. Really? Yeah.
0: yeah. I think we're probably headed that way. Not too sure how I feel about that. There's a lot of COVID spreading around, but you, you know, we're this country is based on freedom and the not having the freedom to travel anywhere, that's definitely something I don't really necessarily agree with. I think we need to fix the COVID situation, but I don't think government can do that. No, and, Which I just kind of my Go-
1: governments can't
0: fix anything. Yeah, but, that's true. <laughs> um,
1: the governments well, are there to govern. But, um,
0: if you've seen our post office, you'd know how bad ours is at making anything work over here.
1: I've experienced your post office.
0: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, then you know. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny.
1: Yeah, so, so we're going into lockdown for another three to four weeks. Yeah. And going to expect well to,
0: hopefully that does the trick so you don't have to do it again
1: yeah well, listen um, I think I think the first time we had the lockdown we had the chance but we lost that chance so I, I don't want to sound really blasé but I think we might have to learn just to get on with it
0: yeah I I, I think that's what has to happen you know if you're high risk stay home it, you you can't crash a world economy for something with a 99% survival rate. You just can't.
1: It's, no.
0: You know, it because poverty is affects more people than the COVID ever will if you stay locked down like California has for months at a time.
1: Yeah. I think, uh, uh, I, I don't know what it's like in America, but over here, we've had lots of operations and medical treatments cancelled. Yep. But that hospitals yep. are basically um, shutting down Now, of course quite rarely they need to deal with COVID but how do you justify that if you're speaking to someone who has cancer and needs an operation or someone that's waiting for an emergency operation has had it cancelled simply because of yep. the COVID
0: Well, and I myself I had a kidney transplant three years ago so I, you know, I know what a needed surgery is like and I also know what it's like to be high risk because I take anti-rejection meds which is you know immunosuppression basically yeah um so i get that but yeah there's just people losing their jobs and and no kids going to school the social interactions that they're missing i mean we don't even know what kind of effect that's going to have on them as they get older these you know two years of not going to school and not having any kind of social interaction that that in itself could be terrible
1: yeah i think i think it's going to have a knock-on effect and um I mean, I, I look at myself. So uh, I'm I'm established. I've got a reasonable house. My mortgage is eight years to go. So I'll, my mortgage will be paid off before I retire. And then I look at the younger people who are maybe 21, 22, 23, that are completing university or college education, hoping to get a job, hoping to get a mortgage. And now. They've suddenly been hit the, by this this COVID. Yeah. Uh, which has devastated the economy. Um, we've lost 14% of our GDP. Uh, devastating jobs. Now, they, they are the people that are going to pay for that. Yeah. So, and it, anyone, it could take years to get that back, yeah. too, you know. So, if, if you're a parent and you're looking at that, you have to be worried about the future for your children. Um, maybe not so much if you've got younger children that are maybe under, you know, 15, 16, 17, you know, that age below. But certainly I know of officers that I work with who are worried because their kids are starting out in life and they're going to the struggle. Yeah.
0: I've got two kids that are 23 and 22 now, my two oldest. I have two at home still. So I mean, luckily, they're kind of getting getting into fields where they're not really affected by that. The one works for FedEx and, and the other one is going to school to be a teacher. So hopefully they'll kind of get themselves in recession proof jobs like we are.
1: Yeah. Um, but, we, know, we, we are lucky because we are an essential job. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But, you know, you keep the economy locked down for three or four years, the cities might not have enough money to pay us anymore either.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. that's true, yeah. I suppose. Yeah. Just no, that's fraud. like, you know,
0: up here where I'm at, they've made a lot of money off the energy. It's an energy state. And so with all the oil rig jobs gone, yeah, they have a ton of money in the bank, but there's no new money coming in, you know?
1: Yeah. That's, that's you know, it's a hard one. I mean, yeah. You know what police officers are like? We setting up patrol cars at night time and we drive around and we uh, pontificate about how to how to sort things out. Um, sometimes, <laughs> sometimes wonder if if politicians listened inside a police car would they take any of our ideas?
0: Yeah, that'd be nice, wouldn't it? <laughs> and then of course over here, you know, we have the all the election stuff still going on, and that's yes. kind of a. Nobody knows what's going to happen there. There's definitely a difference in how it'll be handled depending on who's declared the winner.
1: Yes, I think there'll be a big difference, to be fair. Um, I don't know, uh, you know whether you support or, or don't support. I, I think it's a bit of a mess. Um,
0: well, the Democrats have made it awful hard for any police officer to support them with some of the things they've said over the last eight years. So. Yeah. I don't know a whole lot of Democrat police officers, truthfully. There's a few, but I don't know very many of them.
1: Yeah, I, I, most most of my friends in America are, are Republicans. Um, yeah. So. And I, I don't like to be... I've noticed that in America when I'm on holiday that a lot of Europeans and Brits will comment on American politics and be very loud about it. Um, <laughs> and I don't... I don't like that because you know I would be I would be insulted if someone came over to my country and, and you know talk about politics is, you know and had a go at it. Oh, well you know president Trump's this 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 that as like, well, yeah you can't insult an elected leader of somebody's country that's that's not the way you should be doing it I, I don't agree with that um, rightly or rightly or wrongly um, I think the election has been badly handed and I have I think there have been mistakes made yeah um and america is the number one power in the world and
0: that's that's probably why people feel they can comment on that kind of stuff even if they don't vote here because you know the things we do tend to affect everybody else so
1: well that that, you know that 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 could be true i mean i love america i love i love america um I, I, you know, I've got family out there, and I, I, I visit, I've been visiting American since like 24, it's one of my favourite holiday destinations, I love the American people, they're brilliant. Um, I've never had a bad experience as such over there, so maybe that's coloured my view, um, but I would say 99% of all the interactions I've ever had in America have been really positive, and Um, my viewpoint is that America is the number one power, all joking aside about Britain and America. And we look to America for leadership.
0: Yeah. And that's part of the problem with the media, though, is all the division you see on TV. Like you said, then when you come over here and you start meeting people, they're friendly or whatever, you don't have all that. You know, what you see on TV is not what you get when you're traveling through the country and you stop at a gas station, you know, talk to somebody. It's That's not the kind of attitude you get, what you see on TV. And that's kind of why we ended up starting the whole page like in 2014, because just the way the media would portray the police, it was just insane. It was ridiculous. And that's kind of why we started the page to start with. Yeah. And that's how they do the same thing with politics. You know, the Republicans, Democrats all hate each other. We're going to kill each other, you know. And it's the same type of thing. It would it, they want to make it bleed so it leads, you know.
1: Yeah. I think I think politics has become too divisive. Yeah, definitely. You, if you're left or right, there's no in between. And you either agree, agree with my viewpoint or that's it.
0: Yeah, or you're a piece of you know, POS basically, you know?
1: Yeah. And there's, there's no common ground. Um, I, I'm, a, I'm a conservative, but I call it conservative with the small c, in that I'll pay my taxes, but, but leave me alone. Yeah. Don't interfere with my life. As long as I'm not doing anything illegal, leave me alone. Um, and I, I want to be left alone. And I'll, you know, I don't cause any problems. But if I want to go and do something, I'll go and do it. And it's my money. I'll do with my money, which I I work 60 hours a week for. I will. And yeah, that that's the way it should be. You know, as long as I pay my taxes, and uh, you can do with my taxes what you will. Uh, I'm not naive to think that um, you will not waste my taxes. Uh, <laughs> Let me go if I want to if I want to go to America, if I want to go to South America. Let me go. You know, don't interfere.
0: Yeah. I completely agree there. So let me ask you this, do you guys have the Black Lives Matter movement over there too? Yes. Yeah. You do. And are they doing the same type of things they're doing here? Burning the stuff down, destroying stuff?
1: they they're not burning stuff down but they are pulling stuff thing yeah They're pulling stuff thing
0: and as your guys is kind of ours in 2016 was it 2016 yeah 2014 well whatever but the michael brown thing that was mostly african-americans but the thing i've noticed with this one most of the people in those crowds are white in those black lives matter crowds that are destroying stuff there's a lot of white people at least half and so that's yeah. that's a lot different from the last time. Do you guys see that too, where you have a lot of white kids out yeah. there destroying
1: stuff? Yeah, yep. Yeah. It, it it's it's a it's a problem over here. Yeah, and I have to be careful what I say. Oh sure, I hear losing. you. Um, but we have people that are pulling down statues of historic people from three hundred years ago. Uh, just yeah. throwing them in the river uh, renaming historic colleges because this guy has some dubious history but you know, he gave you X amount of pounds and founded a college for your university um, yeah. you, you, I, I love history, history is one of my favourite subjects history is bad uh, you can't go in and choose to be angry at one thing and be happy with another. You have to look at it from a certain point of view. Yeah. Um, and, it, I truthfully don't think
0: this has anything to do with race. It had nothing to do with George Floyd because what does one incident in Minneapolis have to do with anything in Scotland or anywhere else where all this stuff is going on? Um, this is more, they might have been using the Black Lives Matter movement as a catalyst, but you know, this is more about something bigger i think i don't know what but it's not it's not about george floyd i can tell you that right now
1: no i think i think the way it escalated so quickly it was strange how it escalated so quickly it suddenly went yeah george floyd and then it was everywhere
0: well i was in missouri for michael brown so i i know how i seen how that went down and this was not this was not even close to the same thing uh, he actually, you know, of course, that officer got off. He was found innocent, basically. He didn't do anything wrong. Um, these yeah. guys up here have been charged. And so it's a totally different different scenario. And just how everything blew up, it just seemed more, more like it was a planned catalyst for something else, something bigger.
1: Yeah. That's but, but,
0: but, just my opinion, so. Yeah, no,
1: I, I, I think it's, I think it's strange. No, it's it took place in one, one area and it just blew up all all through the United States and then went over yeah to Europe and to United Kingdom. It just to me that doesn't make any sense. It just so We'll um, get
0: out of less serious stuff here. if I was to visit there, where where would you tell me to go? Like where'd be the best places for me to visit?
1: Um, Edinburgh, which is obviously the capital. Um got a lot of history there. A lot of whisky as well if you're into your spirits. Um, that's 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 beautiful. Um, but everybody goes there. It's kind of like Orlando. Everyone goes to Orlando for Disney so it's going to be tourist central. Um, up the road from Edinburgh is Stirling uh, which is a small city and it's got a beautiful, much underrated castle um, and it's not as popular that's beautiful. Um, round where I stay in the Perthshire area, I think we've got, we've got some like 15 whiskey distilleries to visit. Um, nice. Oh, obviously, we've got Highlands, so you can go up to Abbey Inverness for the scenery. And then, uh, since we are in the United Kingdom, uh, London is always worth a visit. And then um, I would recommend the West Country of England. Uh, and part of the reason why New England is called New England is because the scenery is just so similar to the West Country. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's it's just beautiful traditional English countryside, and you can quite. So now
0: have... William Wallace was a Scot, correct?
1: Um. Yes.
0: From the Braveheart movie, is is do they have anything for him over there? Like, because over here. Like our outlaws, I guess you know Jesse James, Billy the Kid, you know stuff like that. They're they're kind of idolized, and you know if you're driving through Missouri, you know oh see Jesse James's house, you know what I mean? Is it they have stuff like that over there for for like famous characters from back in the day?
1: Yes. So William Wallace, um, he has it's called the Wallace Monument. So that's about 20, 20 miles away from where I stay, and it's a huge yep. big huge big monument on a hill. Um, it's allegedly got William Wallace's sword inside, but I don't cool. know how accurate that is. Um, and so he's quite big in Scotland. And then there was a, a famous uh, clan chief called Rob Roy MacGregor, uh, and he lived in the calendar Trossachs area of Scotland, and it's kind of like a hilly, mountainous area. And he, he, he led a clan. And, uh, and I should say, a clan in Scotland is a, a large family group who all share the same surname. So, Rob Roy McGregor, he led the McGregor clan. And they were just notorious outlaws. So, they would go and uh, um, rob your cattle and your sheep. And the would the word blackmail actually comes from Scotland. So, if, oh really? If you lived in a village, yeah, so if you lived a village in a village, I would come and steal your cattle. I would take the cattle back to my village, and then the cattle were all black. Then I would write you a letter saying, "I've got your cattle. It will cost you one hundred dollars to get them back," and I'd send it by post. And that's how the word blackmail people.
0: <laughs> that's That's pretty interesting. I didn't know that. That's pretty crazy. Well, I guess, Jimbo, we got about a half an hour down here. You want to okay. keep going or? Yeah, I'm quite happy to keep going. Okay. There. All right. Let's see. Um, have you ever been involved in any real big famous cases out, out that way or?
1: No, 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 no. We um, we deal with the, the generalised stuff, so shoplifting, domestics, assaults, uh, vandalisms disorderly conduct on the street, on yeah. the, and then if it's anything more serious, it gets handed up to the detectives, and then basically our involvement ends, apart from guarding the scene or maybe assisting in door to door inquiries. Um so cool. Our our intake kind of ends at that time.
0: Yeah. Um, now can you move on to other specialties if you wanted to? Like can you be a detective if you work hard at what you're doing or you know, yeah, go yeah. to captain or if they have captains or sergeants over there, you
1: know? Yeah, well we so the detectives that you can apply to be a detective. That's we we're quite lucky because where I work, uh, we've got quite a large detectives department, and that's split into specialists. So we've got the the rape investigation unit, we've got the the murder inquiry unit, and we've got the the housebreaking unit, uh, the robbery unit. They're all like detectives. Um, obviously the the rape investigation and the murder investigation unit they're they're the top level so that's your most experienced detectives and then when you're an entry-level detective you will normally go to the robbery and the housebreaking investigation unit Uh, so yeah there's plenty of opportunity to specialize and move on Uh, if you want promotion we work on the Sergeant, inspector, which is the equivalent of your lieutenant, and then chief inspector, which is captain, and then superintendent, which is a major, and then chief superintendent, which is like a colonel, and then you can work your way up above that. Um, <laughs> but I we, I have very little dealings with anyone above the rank of chief inspector so yeah. uh, if I'm speaking to anyone above chief inspector's rank I know I'm in trouble <laughs>
0: <laughs> it gets like that over here too, depending yeah. on how big the department is you might never ever see the chief but <laughs> meet with somebody too high up you're probably getting fired So.
1: yes, well just yeah. to so, tell you the difference between my department and one of the departments in Florida I've only ever met my chief once Really? Yeah. Uh, I've seen him obviously in, in the official paperwork, but I've never actually met him face to face. So I've met him once. So I go, I go to Florida and I go to one particular department and I've been going there for seven or eight years now. And I've met, they've got two different chiefs because they elect the chiefs over there. Uh, I've met both of them several times. Be it, yeah, never happen over here,
0: yeah. And as long as you're in a, not in LA or Chicago or New York, you're never going to meet the chief there. But you know, most of the regular departments around the country, it's you know, all the places I've worked, I've you know, eat lunch with the chief, you, you know, sometimes you have a choir practice with the chief. You know, I don't know if you know what that is, but over here, we call it choir practice, it's where the guys off get together and have drinks and stuff, basically. So, okay.
1: No, that would never happen here. <laughs> <laughs> no.
0: <laughs> yeah, it doesn't happen in a lot of bigger departments here either, but so you mentioned that like a large